Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning. It is morning. Hey. 901 hey. on the dot with Dick and Skippy. Mornings with Lone Star. Yay. Dick, Dick, how you doing, man? Dick, Dick's doing good. Awesome. Skippy, Skippy says, hey. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work nearly as well as Dick, Dick. No. But that's your, Nothing name. Works good that's your nickname for me for now. It is Mayday. Man, three points. The code word is, uh, sorry, the safe word is Mayday. So know it, love it, be it. It is May the 1st already. It is. Oh, my goodness. Already 72 degrees. We're going to get up to 84 today. Cloudy all day, but apparently only a 1% chance of yeah. rain all through the week until Saturday. And uh, your traffic conditions in Montgomery County, the only thing that's really bad right now is I-45 northbound through the Woodlands all the way to uh, Woodlands Parkway. There's an accident right there. So you're pretty much backed up all the way from Highway 99 to uh, Spring on 45. So... If you're heading northbound on I-45, be careful. And there's probably some rubberneckers. Is that what they call them? What do they call people who look at the other accidents on the other side of the highway? Do we look at those? What? What do they call those people? On Not. the other side? Yeah, like they slow down to look oh, at... Oh, rubberneckers. 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 So, rubberneckers. Rubber beware. baby rubberneckers. But welcome back to Morning's Lone Star. We got a full lineup today on Lone Star Community Radio. This is the morning show. We're here every weekday morning kicking off. The day's shows, Skippy and I are hanging out. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Love you guys. And uh, I am about to jump into some coffee here in a second because mm-hmm. that's what I need. <laughs> Don't we all, though? But uh, what else is going on? You, you, did you enjoy yesterday? Did you have a good rest of the day? I did. It was very, very busy. The uh, cast and crew just working long yeah. hours oh, to bring Kiss oh. Me Kate to the masses. That's right, folks. If you didn't know, we interviewed some folks yesterday. Let me get that posted real quick while you talk. Uh, we interviewed Kate from Kiss Me Kate, which is premiering. Is that the right word to say for? I kind of premiere works for movies. Yeah, yeah, it's premier, so, premieres the first showing up. The first showing opening night is over on on Friday mm-hmm. at eight p.m. Uh, and that's at the OwenTheater.com to purchase tickets. That's downtown at the Owen Theater with the Players Theater Company, and uh, this is going to run for four weeks because these people are absolutely insane. And I wanted to let you know. You're going to have a big judge there. My mother talked to my mother the other day, and she's season tickets. And I go, hey, are you going to see the play this this rotation? Because sometimes she gives me the tickets for Holly and I, and then sometimes she goes with my dad, and or she takes my knee, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm definitely seeing this. And I was like, why is that? And she's like, it's my favorite. 
<laughs> no pressure, Casper. And, and then and then she go. I go. Oh, so you seen Kiss Me, Kate? She's like, I see it every time I have a chance to. And I was like, really? What's the most What's the most ridiculous place you've ever seen it? She's like, the Lincoln Center. And so I don't know if that means like. You oh got, my! So you got like she's seen it. She's seen from the top, and then she's gonna see some community theater. Kiss Me, Kate. So you better you better bring it. Uh, well, you know she paid a lot more for Kennedy Center. <laughs> well, what's funny about it is she. Center. I brought her here about three years ago, and she even like she's the one that because I only, I haven't really seen a lot of stage plays, and I was like, it's so good. Like I don't get it. Like it's so good. It's just right here in downtown. Like it's so weird. It's so good here. And then she took me to, to uh, I guess it's the Hobby Center, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, other place is better. The, what was better, the, the Hobby Center, or? the the Owen Theater. Oh. Because the t- I mean, there's only 200 seats, and mm-hmm. like you're there. You're oh, so you were in Zilka Hall? Yeah. No, there's in the Hobby Center. There's also Seraphim Hall, which seats 3,000 people. Well, I was in a big there's one. Like, That's where I saw Camelot. Okay. Well, so yeah. whatever that one was, yeah. I was like, other one's better. And she agreed. I took her to a couple plays here. I think we saw. I think her first play was oh man, Mark Hader was in it. Something about the wind. Inherit the wind. Inherit the wind. Ooh, good play. And so she's like, "This is really good." I'm like, "Yeah, this place is awesome." Well, Dick, uh, so that's pressure, a really pressure. good thing. Yeah, pressure's on. But here's the thing with community theater, like uh, the players over at the Owen. or is it, is or it similar? Is it similar to community radio? Yeah, kind of. Them? It's that we do it. Dick, why do we like haul butt out of bed way early in the morning? Because I have to use the restroom. Yeah, that's right. But after that, we we come because here. Because I want to eat some food. You want to eat some food. But we schlep into the station every day because of heart. You, you know, we want to. We want to provide a, a, a good product for people. And same thing with community theater. Uh, the, the cast here is just staggering. And every night when I'm, you know, we finish rehearsal and I'm giving notes and I'm looking out at, you know, two dozen people just staring back at me with circles under their eyes and aching feet and stuff. And they're I'm there. actually kind of upset with you about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a taskmaster on that. But they're there because they want to be, that they want to share the vision of just bringing something beautiful, uh, you know, leaving the world a little cleaner than how they found it by creating this and trusting me enough to come up with this vision, say, well, I want to do it like this. And they're there. And they come up with things. We have this one dance ending, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it too too much, uh, that it's kind of like a love dance. The guy's trying to get the, the guy, boy's trying to get girl and he's dan- trying to dance around her to, to get her to accept him. And usually this ends up, he runs off stage with her or something. Well, my two dancers showed me last night this dance move that includes her jumping off like, you know, 10 feet in the air into his arms. And they, they worked it and worked it and worked it before they showed it to me because they wanted to add that to it. They said, we think this will give so much more punch. And they didn't have to do it. You know, first off, none of the cast crew have to do well, it at you, all. You know what I, and this is, now we're just doing an infomercial for community radio in the own theater. But one thing I like about it as a person who sits in the audience mm-hmm. is it seems a lot more approachable in every aspect. You're sitting there, like I look at the stage, I'm right there, I could touch, I'm almost so close I could touch the stage. And you can see the acting opposed to going to any other big 3,000-person theater, the chances of you being able to experience front row and see the people acting and, like, seeing their kind of cues and stuff, it's very rare. But here, it's like no matter where you sit, you can see it. Right. And I really like that. I really enjoy when I – because, I mean, my time is very precious to me. And I can watch Netflix, man. I don't need to go (laughs) and pay 20 – was it $23? Was it 20 – I mean, that's, again, that's something that changes that I don't get, but – I, and one one of the rules, it's 
how much makeup the actors have to wear to be seen. If you have a big production, you know, they have to wear really pronounced makeup so people in the back can sort of kind of see mm-hmm. it. Uh, some, you know, like plays at the Owen, depending on what they are, minimal makeup because the the, the audience is right there. They're, they're close by. But, yeah, absolutely. when you said approachable, Dick, you, you nailed it on the head. Uh, community theater is very approachable. It's for the people. Mozart was most popular with the magic flute, which is written, not a high flute in opera, pardon the pun there. I didn't mean for that to happen. But it was for the the masses. He, he wrote it for money. Uh, he, he needed some money. And it was a lot of fun to him, but it wasn't for the opera house. It was for the, you know, the pub. So that, that people who didn't have a lot of money for their powdered wigs and stuff could come see it. So I love Well, I encourage everyone theater. to check it out. Yes. And we're going to be giving away tickets. Yep. Uh, we'll find out more information about that at the next segment because we got to kind of figure out what's a cool way to give them away. We can't just give them away. Right. Uh, anyone? How about calling? No, no, no. We'll figure it out. Okay. Right. Well, well, I have just, an idea. I all right, idea. good. We can't announce it now. People will be like, oh, I got to call the phone number or whatever <laughs> we're going to do. But, uh, but yeah, so I encourage people to check that out, ontheater.com. And uh, you know a lot of people don't realize, too, is especially with the Crichton Theater and the Stage Right and with the Owen Theater. And this is one thing I always wonder why they don't say it's a $20 donation. Is that because it's you can't say donation without it requiring? Oh, no, the... Because the, is it taxable? I'm pretty sure the ticket's not taxable, is no, it? No, ticket's not taxable. Now, of so course, tickets for if the you non-profit. buy them online... Yeah, if you buy them online... No, uh, the ticket is not a donation. That That's purchasing a ticket. It's like an NFL ticket. It's not a do- donation when the NFL was a non-profit. You can charge for that. It's the concession, selling food, or or at the Owen, you can sell beer and wine, but you can't sell it. So you offer it for a suggested donation okay. of this much. And that's what a lot of nonprofits do. Yeah. So, you know, the Owen staff, that you know, they're certified by the TABC to, to serve these things, but you can't say, it'll be five bucks cash, and because and, then, then you have to add in sales tax. It's a suggested donation. And, and concessions actually are a big part of... Uh, uh, helping a theater. Do they have concessions at uh, the Owen? They do. I don't think they have uh, the the beer and wine availability, but you know they sell coffee and M okay. Ms and stuff and bottled. I'll water. go with it. I'll be with it. Yeah, I'll be yeah. with it. Yeah. But that's cool. That's going on starting this weekend. So if you're looking for something to do, and we do have a couple other events that are happening beforehand. So just remember that one. But uh, yeah, what else is going on? Oh, you want you want to? We're gonna tease a little bit. What do we want to talk about next segment? You want to uh, talk about the China girl? We want to talk about China Girl. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. And we have an Avengers Infinity War spoiler. That's right. That movie did come out. I think it broke all the records, which Apparently is, it did. Which is it's a no-brainer. What I'm amazed with is the... When are we getting to the superhero fatigue? Like, when are we going to hit that, folks? After part two of do Infinity you, War. Do you think it's already gone because the DC movies took the blow for everybody? It's like, oh, we can make bad movies too. And everyone's like, oh, okay. then it's like Infinity War. Oh, they can make good ones. And so like kind of like refreshed everyone's fatigue. I think starting in 10 years from now, there will, at community college, there will be classes taught on how the DC universe just screwed their, their whole movie motif. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, the, the, the interesting thing, well, after we come back from break, we can talk about what's going to fill the void of the billion-dollar movies then, because... Glittering vampires! You think so? No. We'll be right Never. back. You're listening to Mornings and Lone Star. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor, 
of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and phone, 936-647-3776. The reason we're telling you that is that's how we're going to give away the tickets. So if you're listening on podcasts and iTunes, Google Play, we just need the first person. Let me say if I can get this right. First person to go to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or call in 936-647-3776 or email at mwls at irlonestar.com. If they email, if you email us, contacts or all those things, if you want the tickets, you got to say it in a Shakespearean style dialogue. Yeah, just take that as you see fit. You can be pretty and, basic and or go all out. the judge will be me because I know so much about Shakespeare. <laughs> and I, when I see the dialogue of Shakespeare, I'm like, that is authentic Shakespeare. Right so are you going to be looking for iambic pentameter and rhymed couplet yes. in the submission? Yes. I think, yes. But first person gets two tickets? Yes, two tickets. So two tickets to what show? Do we know? Like any the, show? They'll be able to choose their show from the available dates. Boom. Boom. Three Booyah. tickets to Kiss Me Kate. There you go. Yo. You know, there's another event coming up. No way. I, I, I kind of want to push people to uh, the first Thursday is this Thursday. So it is. Yeah. So that's two things. The farmer's market. And the first Thursday concert series. Already? Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. it only feels like last month they did the last one. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, I it's going to be a good band. They got Travis Lundville and Folk Fame Revival absolutely free at Heritage Place here in downtown Conroe. Uh, I believe cedarconroe.org uh, uh, has more, like, rules, what you can bring. I know there's food trucks. I know there's, like, a lot of fun going on. One thing, too, uh, it's free and it's for family. So I think, like, the band, the, the Folk family goes on at 8. Oh, okay. So, like, they end probably before 10, like, if if they <laughs> if they end before that. And, and well, they're, they're keeping it, uh, for the as you said, for the families that, you know, it's a Thursday night, it's a school day the next day, it's a work day the next day. Yeah. So good on them. So there's, there's that. A very good setup. So... So uh, international, well, well, it's kind of international. A Utah teen named. I'm going to see if I can mangle her name properly. Well, no, a Utah teen or team. Teen. Okay, teen. Yeah, so teen, when you teenager. say teen, you mean like teenager. thirteen she, to seventeen? Eighteen. She's actually eighteen. So that's not a teenager. That's yeah, an adult. Yeah, teen. Is that an adult? Aren't you considered still, an adult by the still state? A teenager. What was the state? Is it 21 year adult? Or what's the state record? Well, I don't know about Utah, but usually it's 18. So, but yeah, she's 18, so she's an adult. But you're still a teen, you're a teenage adult. Because you can be 19, teen. You're saying because we use the word teen. Yeah, in that's these... what it means. Uh huh. Now, people think oh, you're a teener or a tweener or something like that. But yeah, uh, as long as you're, you got teen in your stupid. age. But anyhow, she's, <laughs> she's a uh, high school senior. And a few days ago on Twitter, she posted for her dress. She wore a traditional Chinese dress. It's called a Qing Sam dress. And and you've seen them. You know, they're usually a bright color like red, uh, slit up the side, short sleeves, kind of a, a high collar. It's what Chun-Li wears in Street Fighter. There you go. You, you absolutely nailed that. Um, and so, Boom, Street Fire taught me something. Girl posted this, and uh, along with some friends who were posing, and some of them were doing the the prayer pose, which, you know, is like the Chinese, thank you very much. Is kind the, of is, are they Buddhist? What is it? No, Why no, Why do no, they she, do that? 
Well, because they're they're courtesy? being teenagers. Is it courtesy? Oh, oh, you mean why do real people do? Yeah, that? why do, why why do real people do it? Yes. Yeah, uh, why do they do it over there? Because that's their version of shaking hands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, when I lived in Japan, having to know the 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 protocols of bowing. When you bow, you put yourself below the other person. That's what that means. And so, well, what other, happens if I'm better than them? Well, then they'll bow lower. And I've actually seen some Japanese greetings where you're like touching your toes. No, I'm lower than you. No, I'm lower than you. And and it's not unlike having a handshake with a guy and you squeeze and then he squeezes harder than you go squeezing harder until bones start shattering to show I've that's, got a better handshake. That's how you do it, right? That is indeed. Right, that's how you My hands are freakishly strong for my size, but we're going to wor uh, work past that and go back to this teenager who posted this apparently thousands of retweets and D Dick, you had a good point. You got to figure out how many of those are real tweets. Uh, people what? calling her a closet racist, accusing her of cultural appropriation because she wore a Chinese dress. And I wonder about this. Well, I, I, right when you told me that story mm -hmm. and you said it was on Twitter, the thing people need to realize about Twitter is Twitter and Facebook and other social media platforms are going through a, a whole identity crisis because they don't know who whose identity of anybody are these people who are making fun of people. I mean, they, they claim they're Russian trolls. But, I mean, there's more than just Russians going on the internet. And yeah, no, these are trolls. They, they, everyone's people. a hero from behind a computer so screen. So one thing that's important is what Twitter did was they do verified accounts now. Mm -hmm. And what that means is you have to go through a process through Twitter to get a little blue check mark next to your name. I don't know the exact rules to it. Like, I don't know if you need to be a celebrity. Like, I couldn't do it. But it's the whole purpose of the check mark is to verify the account. So that is that person who's sitting here retweeting these hateful things and it's like it is that person doing that so get mad at that person right but you know the the outrage machine that was just known as social media like i just kind of it's a grain of salt a grain of salt because unless it like in this poor girl being young she probably doesn't know the difference maybe i mean i hope she's 18 well, she's not a teenager and uh but I love her response because, you know, some of the things she's been getting and uh, even if these are accounts are verified or not, what's being said, I have enough friends on Facebook who, you know, Trump does something or or someone on the left does something and I see them blow up and go after each other. So I, I, I see this happening with with, quote, real people. But, you know, people saying this isn't OK. I wouldn't wear traditional Korean, Japanese or any other traditional dress. And I'm Asian. I wouldn't wear traditional Irish or Scottish or Greek dress either. There's a lot of history behind these clothes. Oh, God, the pose is just the cherry on top of this casually racist post. It's not just a dress. It's something that means something historically. I mean, so that's the gist of what you're getting. Here's the gal's response. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, mm -hmm. Before we get to there. Okay. So we're looking at a, we're, we're in a world where you can be judged on any clothing you wear, right? Mm -hmm. So the people are claiming that is what? Is it just is it distasteful? To wear that dress? It's racist. They're saying so he's a racist, racist for wearing. wearing. So does that mean dress. that any Japanese or Korean person over here wearing jeans? Well, that's what I'm trying to understand, the logic. That there is no logic. It's, it's Well, because what would you do if someone wore, like, a Nazi uniform? Could you claim outside that? Of, outside of Halloween, I would have a personal problem with it. Because, well, first off, you can't wear a military uniform unless you're in an entertainment situation like a stage play or a yeah. movie. So it's actually illegal to wear a uniform uh, down the street if you're not in the military. So illegal? Are you get illegal. arrested? Yeah, absolutely. It's a federal offense. It's called stolen valor. To imply that you were in the military. Wow. 
to, to say, oh, yeah, I was in the Army, and you weren't, that's stolen valor, and that is actually a federal offense. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I believe you. It's just kind of like I'm trying to figure out other situations where it's so taboo to do it, everyone will agree that's racist. Because, like, with this thing with this young girl, I mean, like, it's just there's going to be a few people. There's always going to be a few people who are going to be upset about something. Right. Well, and this kind of kind of blew, blew up, and that's the thing. Now, I, to me, it's a lot like the, the flat earthers. There aren't that many, but uh, uh, judging from the media coverage they get, you'd think three-quarters of the nation were flat earthers. No, it's a very small number of people. Or I'm telling you, if you just verify their account, right, they'll, they'll disappear because they don't want to get their account verified. But this is just— you know, the I am so offended at your offense. So the gal posted back, quote, to everyone causing so much negativity. Now, notice to everyone causing it, meaning they're the ones causing the negativity. I mean, do, no disrespect to the Chinese culture. I'm simply showing my appreciation to their culture. I'm not deleting my post because I've done nothing but show my love for the culture. It's a um, blanking plus, plus dress. It, plus it flatters my backside yeah. i know she probably said that and it's beautiful she tweeted and then she added to everyone who says i'm ignorant i fully understand everyone's concerns and views on my dress i mean no harm i am in no way being discriminative or racist i'm tired of all the backlash and hate when my only intent was to show my love and okay and that got responses if you're not chinese don't decide on whether it's racist or not if you're not chinese then you have no right to speak up about this and I, I hear that, you know, if you're a man, you have no right to talk about laws on women. Or if you're a woman, you have no right to tell a man what to do. I don't get that. It's, and this isn't a Republican-Democrat thing. This is just people getting offended and, and thinking they, they're an expert on it. it it's, I feel for this gal. Wear your dress with pride, dear. I saw the photos. You looked absolutely stunning in it. I hope you and your friends had an awesome prom. And those are just, you know, vitriol spewers. Get over it, people. Skippy's off his soapbox. Well, again, like, it's the social media role. And I, I bet you anything there's some person out there that created some easy-to-do program that retweets things and all that kind of stuff. And, okay, we got a user. Okay, thank you for li – uh, we got a user, a listener. Mm -hmm. He says, like, uh, a KKK dress. Now, that's more of a costume, right? That's what I'm saying. Anyone wearing a KKK outfit, that's not a cultural appropriation. That's, an, uh, that's a uniform in an yeah, organization. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. There really, I can't, I mean, I know there's going to be an example of what I'm trying to go for, but I'm just not as experienced in the Let's world. say you were one of the traditional Vietnamese, you know, those straw kind of conical hats that look like the top of a, a silo. Well, say you're working outside, and that's what you're wearing. That's, but, what, yeah, you, that's but, what you like to wear when you're working outside. But if that's you, why they're designed. If you have a youngster walking down the street wearing that with maybe traditional Vietnamese, they're making a fashion statement. They're not saying, oh, I'm Vietnamese, or I hate Vietnamese, or I well, love Vietnamese. Well, it's the same thing as people wearing those Chavez T-shirts, right? Right. Like, it's kind of weird to have that. As, but that's a political statement more than a cultural statement. Yeah. yeah you're talking Che Guevara, the fist in the yeah. air guy. Yeah, it's Che Guevara. He's the one that led the communist movement against a Juan Perón and a v Eva Perón. Um to turn our Argentina communist. So that's a political statement. But as far as yeah, so uh, see, to bust a white yeah. girl and with her name, I don't think she's like, you know, well, she's not Patty O'Reilly. This is, well, does um, that matter? Well, okay. Here's the thing. Now by the same um, token, yeah. everyone who wears green on St. Patrick's day, you're being racist because you're, you're culturally appropriating. I'm okay with that. That's what I'm saying. No one cares. No, I'm <laughs> 
I'm Irish. I don't care. Get drunk with me on St. Patrick's Day. Wear green. Pinch each other. It's fun. I can't think of a single Irish person. Well, we could kind of tie kiss me. I'm Irish today. Well, I'm Irish every day. Um, so that that's my issue with this. The, these people just getting so affronted and being, as you kind of pointed out earlier, as long as you're behind a computer screen, boy, you can be so heroic. Well, I think that's what I love about uh, the social media world, especially like to give you an example of people backlashing at a verified accounts is you get situation like the Joy Reid situation where she <laughs> in the past, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was a good, it was a good couple of years period of time. And people found what she wrote and it was, you could take it as homophobic. And what's funny to me is the immediate response from her group was, oh, I was hacked. It was hacked. Like, that's why it wasn't me. It was hacked. But mm -hmm. then it's like, well, you can't really hack something that. And MSNBC and NBC are, are kind of backing her up and getting really mealy. And this is because they're still. Well, we'll talk. Well, can we talk about that the next time? Absolutely. I, do you know anything about it? Yes, I do. Because I don't know too. I don't know, like, the detailed details where it's like, what was the actual statement said? Because there's certain statements that you like people who would be an idiot to just self-implode themselves she to was say. she was being an idiot we'll come back with that and i also we have a couple of listeners chiming in on the previous topic i want to address those too. okay okay awesome and uh i think we got a winner for those tickets <gasps> no yeah. way uh, yes, yes way way yeah you're listening to morning's lone star brought to you by conroe coffee and clean sweep office cleaning and uh yeah it is a beautiful day we don't have a guest today so we love the listeners to chime in on our conversation let's interview each other like guests no um no Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hello. Welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star. Dick and Skippy here, who can neither confirm nor deny that we are responsible for Hillary Clinton not winning. It's 9.32 on Tuesday, May the 1st. May Day. It's already 72 degrees, getting up another 12 degrees. Uh, later today, enjoy the coolness while you can. A little overcast, but still only a 1% chance of rain today. So what happened while we were off the air, Dick? Anything exciting? We had a caller who called in, called in, left a nice <laughs> Shakespearean. You want to play it? I want to play. I haven't heard it yet. So. All right. Okay. Let me uh, let me kill David over here. Okay. Kill David Bowie. David, thank you for our intro bumper music. Forsooth, I shall be very blessed if thou grantest me thy two tickets to that body. Kiss me, Kate, and I would love it. Uh, verily, I shall say adieu. This is Dennis O'Connor. 
Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, you won two tickets. <laughs> Bravo. Hold on. We'll contact you through our normal social media ways and instruct you how to, you know, claim your two tickets to Kiss Me Kate. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, listener to Dennis. the uh, Players Theater Company for donating those tickets. There may be giveaway. more. There may be more so, where that came from. Uh, yeah. And uh, before we get to our, we were talking about, we had some listeners chime mm-hmm. in about you know what's is it cultural cultural appropriation pro, pro, appreciation appropriation. I want to I know we talked about the first Thursday concert series and all that kind of stuff. I also want to remind folks uh, the movies in May in the park. So the Cia Conroe does a thing that's actually really wonderful for the month of May for kids is they host a movie every I believe it's every Friday. Ooh. So for this whole month every Friday they show a movie at eight fifteen at Heritage Place. So you can actually camp out at Heritage Place after Thursday and wait the next day for Friday for Mio- Moana? Moana. 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 I, that sounds more culturally appropriate. Um, <laughs> so on May 4th, they have Moana. And then on May 11th, they have the Lego Batman movie. Ooh. And then on 18th, they have the worst version of the Disney's Beauty of the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. The live action? Yeah, the live action. And uh, they I have- went to the sing-along version of that, and all the dads in the audience, we would all sing to Gaston. It was really fun. You got the c- cinema filled with dads. No one fights <laughs> like Gaston. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's not how this is going to work. And uh, on May 25th, they have this, the movie Sing. Uh, concessions will be available on site. If you have questions about May movies in the park, contact the C.K. Ray Man, that's CK Ray Recreational Center, uh, or just visit cityconroe.org for more information. That's a good opportunity to take your family and not pay $90 for the whole family to go see a movie, and uh, it's free. So it's cool. every Friday at 8.15 at Heritage Place. There you Wonderful. Go. Boom. Boom. Booyah. Oh, you're throwing in like a David Letterman. You All right, so on. what do some of our listeners chime in and say? Because we are we were talking about last segment, folks, is about that young girl who wore a, was it Chinese, Vietnamese? Traditional Chinese dress. So traditional Chinese. So we know who it is. You buy them at Hot Topic and Forever 21 but what if, every day. What, what, could it be Philippine or Vietnamese? Do we uh, really know the heritage of it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I already went off. It's called a Ching Sao dress, I believe. Okay. So it is Chinese. Yes. Okay. And she got in trouble on for she posted she, prom pictures and yeah. received backlash saying she was a racist and culturally can inappropriate. You that? Uh, I actually can. And so we've talked about it and some listeners chimed in. Someone asked, well, what about a Native American dress or blackface or KKK? And so I do have some responses to that. So if a Native American wears a Native traditional Native American dress, that's fine. If a non-Native American wears it, is it a fashion statement? Is it a uh, um, honoring the culture? Is it Halloween? You know, everything has to be in, in context. And context, I think, is very, very important. You know, like a KKK outfit. You, you look at theater. There's a play called The Foreigner where the KKK is a part of it. It's a comedy. Bad things happen to these KKK guys. But you have to wear the costume. <clears throat> it's integral to the plot. There's a play called um, Lend Me a Tenor where a guy has to put on blackface. He has to pretend to be an opera singer playing Othello, and it's part of the gag. So, you know, you go to Didn't these Didn't they plays. do it in the jazz band? Yeah, oh, the jazz singer. Jazz singer? Yeah, the original right. with Al Jolson. But back then, that's what blackface was. Why blackface came to be, and this, is, this sounds so weird, but blacks weren't allowed to act back then. 
So in order to get any kind of black representation. I feel like every century or more, there's always like a rule on acting. In Shakespeare's time, you, you could, think, women couldn't You would think act. the acting would be the first organization or first practice to be welcoming everybody. But no, they're probably the most oppressive. All right. <laughs> Join Kiss Me Kate this weekend, the most oppressive art there is. That's right. But seriously, blackface, that's why they came about. It's to get any kind of black representation for good or ill. Unfortunately, for the most part, it was ill. But white actors had to play the black people, which is because blacks weren't allowed. To so eventually. When you say 40s, weren't allowed, you mean just there was just an area where they that like that's what they chose? Because I imagine there's another playhouse around the world who like didn't care. No. It, uh, that we know of. Uh, eventually, one of the first ones actually was called Ford Theater in Baltimore. And this is funny. When? I, what was that? 1940. Man. Sorry, 19, from 1947 to 1953. Uh, and I found out about this because Kiss Me Kate is actually set in this theater in the 40s. So I did some research on it. Uh, in 1947, the actors and the people that own the Playhouse and all the producers and everything staged a protest that lasted for seven years. And the protest was to allow what was called integrated cast, meaning to, to have black people on the stage with the white folk. And this is one of the first, so in 19, it took seven years and they finally succeeded. And like that next season, they put on a, a, an integrated play. So it is, uh, usually the arts are the vanguard of inclusivity. So we do have the, you know, you're wearing a costume, but in the real world, if someone wears, like I said, a Nazi uniform, that is illegal. So they should be arrested. Uh, if someone wears a KKK outfit, and they do in the public, and they're vilified. Well, if someone wrote in a Native American dress or Native mm -hmm. American garb. Okay. So. Yeah, well, here's, and that's what I started to say. If you, if you are Native American, wear it to your heart's content. If you're not Native American wearing it, what's the context behind it? Is it, are you appropriating their culture or are you trying to keep it alive? Now, but this is where I'm leading to with this. So this guy was being called racist and appropriating culture for wearing a dress. Let's talk about Elizabeth Warren, who is literally been oh god, passing Wait, herself. we're not. Yeah, we get it. We well, get no, it. no, no, no. We get it. Drudge report. No, no, no. She's pa she's passing herself off as a Native American. No, I get in the it. evidence. Or Rachel Dolezal. I mean, our president makes was, fun of her all the time. Right. I know what you're talking about. Or we Rachel Dolezal. So, but you see what I'm talking about. That's cultural appropriation when you say, I am this and you're not. Rachel Dolezal was the head of Spokane, Washington, and uh, NAACP. Where she's white, she passed herself off as black. She actually tanned herself to look black to get special treatment. So that's being, that's appropriating culture. To say someone's wearing a dress, you know, this is, if you're not Chinese, you can't wear a Chinese dress. Fine. If you're not an English-speaking, from a, a traditionally English-speaking nation, you can't speak English. You're appropriating all culture. It makes no sense to say that. To, do you see where I'm going with yeah. that? So I hope to keep this. If you uh, if you think Skippy's full of poopy, yep. call in. Yep. Uh, let's, let's, uh, we can talk about it off the air or on social media, but that's how, that's my stance on that. It was a prom dress for crying out loud. People, let the girl enjoy her prom. But see, like, and I think this is outside of this individual story, but I, the thing I don't like is how social media is the one that started this story. And I feel like that's happening a lot in the news where they, whatever generates the conversation, it happens to be social media and most of the times, like I said, like on this Twitter thing, you're looking at a bunch of people who have no identity, you know, no life, 
Well, no, it's just like it, you I don't know. know. It could be it literally could be one person who writes in a code that says, "Oh, you're a racist," and then it automatically tweets from 400 accounts to this person. Correct. And no one knows. And you know, this gal, she did put it post the original picture herself, but it was to show her friends in the world, and it's kind of a narcissistic thing. I think more and more people, this could, stuff like this could signal the eventual death of social media as we know it. And that well, I think she's not going to be posting well, too much more. Like the verification thing to me, it, it, and especially with the use of Facebook, and you can do social studies, you can do psychology studies. But like I remember when I first started using Facebook, you started, I started noticing the, the questions of privacy and more of like, what do I want people to see instead of what do I want to see in people? Because really when I started posting pictures – for my family, I used to take a lot. I I take a lot of photos, so I made everything private. So like the only people that could see it is when I posted. I would put, I would take the five minutes, look up the people who are in the photos, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I would add, I would send them a message saying, "Hey, I posted these pictures. Take a look. These are yours. Like you know, whatever." But like no one else is allowed to see them. And you can set up Facebook that way. Absolutely, anything. And you can, you can even set up people where they can't even find you. Mm-hmm. So if you have some guy you met at a networking event who wants to friend you, he can't find you, which is fine. If that's how you want to do it. And, I mean, it's more of – there's a lot more control people have than Absolutely. people realize. And especially with Twitter. Twitter is kind of a billboard kind of communication where you just throw your thought out and then people can throw stuff at it or that's it, but it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know It's funny. I don't know if this is true, but uh, there was – you know that woman you were talking about, that White House correspondent dinner? Mm-hmm. Apparently, she deleted like 8,000 tweets after the White House Correspondent Dinner. I, tw- uh, the Twitterverse or Facebook has been blowing up with people on both sides. Well, I'm uh, just saying because it's like you can do – there's a thing called Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. And you can look at like different timelines of web pages because it there's, a, there's basically a whole thing dedicated to conserving the history. So when people delete stuff, it's really not deleted. You can find it. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because that's what I saw. Like after her dinner, she deleted like two thirds of her tweets. So that, to me, that's like when someone does that, and outside the context of everyone hates her because of a White House dinner, it's like, man, it's kind of suspicious. How long would that take to delete all? Like you had to go through each one and hit delete, hit delete. I was about to say, is there a group thing where you you put like on File Explorer when you hit the top one, then you shift click the bottom and it selects all of them? My only response to that, and people on both sides are just, again, getting bent out of shape. And on both sides, I'm saying this. I don't think the Washington uh, uh, White House Correspondent Center should be banned or shut down or anything like that. But for those who are supporting this lady, Michelle Wolf, know that the president of the White House Correspondent Association, basically the head of the organization that hired her to do a job, said she failed at the job. She did not promote the message or the vision of what the entire dinner was all about. So put that in any other context in the in the world. You get hired to do a job as a contractor, and the boss, the CEO of that company says, you had one job and you failed at it. Then you did not do what you were hired to do. And I know she's, you know, she's about to get her, well, she was about to get a Netflix show. I don't know if she's still going to get it now. Um, the Michelle Wolf, she was lined up to do a, a, a Netflix talk show. So you just got to take that with you. It's yeah, it was. There is a fine line between a roast and being mean, and you have to be trained at it. And I don't think well, she was. I see it more of where it, where's the intent. 
Well, the intent was one one more award ceremony or something. Regardless of where you what what the podium is, if you're just going to be ugly to somebody, people can sense that. Right. And here, and on the other side, let me let me be fair. Everyone's going, oh, she made fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, her face, her eyes, her her looks. You know, guys, get over it. Okay, the comedian bombed. Every time you say, well, she went, she got mean about her. You're feeding it. So let, I think it just needs to die soon. She failed at her job. She won't be hired back. She's going to go on a book tour with how you know she's going to be the latest cause celeb is what they say in French. The, the latest person go, yeah. But it's one more, someone taking a microphone, getting on stage, saying, screw Trump, dropping the mic, fist pumping, getting uh, raucous applause, and then going off the stage. That's what late-night comedies become. That's what stand-up comedies become. That's what every award show has become. And I think I'm tired of it, and I bet others are. And so much like the Twitterverse blowing up over a prom dress, I think people are just getting tired. They're going to tune out. They're going to start blocking more people. I found myself blocking more and more, or not blocking, but kind of unfollowing. I'm tired of a lot of the vitriol I see on Facebook. And they're friends. I don't want to lose them as friends, but I just hate of wasting my time well, scrolling down and control. saying. Well, it's in your control. Exactly. I mean, like, what it comes down to is if you want to use Twitter, like I I don't, you we I never found the momentum of myself using Twitter every day for my personal communication. Now, Instagram is a little bit more fun because of the picture aspects and the more of, like that kind of thing because mm-hmm. it's very visual but I mean the Twitter with the limitations and I mean the really let's be real the only reason Twitter's still around is because Donald Trump absolutely he saved so, it so I mean I would not doubt that he's the one that requested them to add the 280 characters or whatever more <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is give me more hey Dick have you ever been put in the friend zone yeah every day by you uh, let's talk about it when we come back so you listen to Lone Star Community Radio mornings at Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We got a full lineup. Check out the lineup. Check out uh, IRLoneStar.com, all that stuff. We're going to take a quick break here on Mornings Lone Star. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. 9.50, 10 to 10. Great energy on the show today. It is still lower 70s. The winds are kicking up. Um, yeah, China Girl. Uh, was it a racist song? Yep, but it was racist on purpose. Uh, he said, let's try to use the... Uh, David Bowie in uh, Rolling Stone said, let's try to use the video format as a platform for some kind of social observation, not just to waste it on trotting out and trying to enhance the public image of the singer involved. I mean, these are little movies, and some movies can have a point, so why not try to make some point? And, uh, yeah. So, uh, 
that's what it was all about. So sometimes you can be wear something or write something or say something to be ironic or to make a social commentary, much like the comedians that are, you know, they're using their platform to make social commentary. So there you go. So before we went to break, I talked about the friend zone. Uh, you ever been friend zone, Dick, beyond beyond me every day? Yeah. No, okay. Tell me about it. So uh, do you remember the, the game show, Let's Make a Deal? Not really. Okay. It's been around for, for decades. Well, I mean, what's the premise? Like you're... Are you bidding? What's or? behind door number two? Basically, it's like deals nonstop. It's uh, the host it used to be Monty Hall. And actually, my mother was pregnant with me and was on the original Let's Make a Deal when we lived in California. No, I'm sorry. Not with me. With my sister. I'm sorry. I put myself in a situation. She's pregnant with my sister when they lived in California. Um, people used to dress up in costumes to, to get as you know noticeable as possible. The host would say, you, and dressed up in the sailor outfit. Uh, if you have a yo-yo on you or something. I'll give you, I have $500 right here. Or it usually is like, what's behind door? Door number one has this. Now you can choose behind what's door number one or go for door number two. And the deal could be something greater or something really worse or what's under the box. It's just nonstop deals. And so people go there to get rowdy and crazy. They wear costumes. They get noise that will carry the signs. Uh, apparently it's made a resurgence uh, as a lot of game shows have. And what happened was, uh, so the host got this couple well, I say couple with finger quotes in the air because apparently one of them thought they were together and the other one said no. And it's, it's, it was pretty funny. I actually watched the, the, the video of this where the host just assumed they were, so how long have you been together? And the guy's like, oh, three months. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And the gal turns, well, we're not together. And it's just like. Here, I'll let me, I pulled it up. Okay. Uh, about six months. That's it, it's new. Oh, it's newish. We're yeah. friends. <laughs> We're just friends, Lady. Can, can we talk about this uh, not in front of everyone? <laughs> I'm single. It's complicated. I'm single, guys. I'm single. What? Oh, no, no. We're, we're really good friends. <laughs> so we have this. So this is. Wow. Ouch. Is that true? That, you think that yeah. wasn't staged? No. Well, could, I doubt it. They don't need to stage anything on Let's Make a Deal. Everyone's wacky. But it's like the kiss cam. Ooh, you, well, folks, you need to check out the reaction. Yeah. From the guy. The guy's going left painful. to right. He's looking at her, looking at Wayne Brady, looking at her, looking at Wayne Brady. He's like, oh, my gosh. Why? Why am I with her? Then? That is the definition of that awkward moment. But, it's, yeah, it's like the kiss cam you see where uh, at the stadium where it's on them. Like, there's no way I'm kissing this woman. <laughs> so yeah i feel for this guy poor friend zone i've been in the friend zone before it's okay uh well i i don't know if it's more of a social evolution where people are getting more and more confused about relationships because tinder and all those other social media sites make it so easy to you know hook up hook up i mm -hmm. guess but i feel like the conversation this kind of if they're together for six months and that's in his mind Either he needs to redefine his approach to women because I feel like if I was dating a person for six months, we would have had that conversation. Six months is a long time. Well, for, and for you got to put it in not, context. Yeah, not being clear about what the relationship is. And is this one of those things where he's the guy going, honey, I love you. Now, you know I don't love you back, you know, and he used the opportunity to say it on national television. Why, yeah, why would you go on national television? Or she's ringing along. So it is. it was just awkward all the way around. Uh <laughs> 
Although yeah. especially her declaration of that she's single. To yeah, me, that, that's, that's, that was that's the, the final the final hit. That to was that the, guy. He's like, oh, here comes the bus. Here comes the bus and push. <laughs> so, poor guy. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens to them. We we got to do a follow up on. That'd that. be great if he just shook her hand and said thank you very much. Because there's no by. coming back from that. Yeah. You know, they're not going to get married in ten years. And like, hey, remember that time we're on? Let's make a deal. And you I said like, you were man, single. Six months though. I feel, I mean that is. You have a like, sense. It's easy to say that she's being deceitful because we don't know the full situation. But I feel like in any normal circumstance, if you're friends with somebody for six months and somebody clearly has an affection towards you, unless they're best friends for like their entire lives, so that you know that that's kind of. And he's the one that said, "Do we have to do this here?" So, you know, you're doing this now here. So I think that. Just, my sense. I, I, if he, if I was in front of the guy, I'd be like, I just need to approach, like, approach your, your, your system a little bit more critically. Because if you're hanging out with a girl for six months and you don't know if you're together or not, then you need to like, I would say, what, what would you say date wise? Because usually, if you go on a date, you say, hey, let's go on a date, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I did with Holly. I said, hey, we should go on a date, and she agreed to it. So that to me is the invitation of developing mutual feelings of romantic. Stuff. But it, it, you're right in that it is a more convoluted society. I'm, uh, I mean, this guy six months, man. Come on, like, do you, I mean, I've been friend zone, but it was more of like I went for it and it didn't happen, so I got friend zone, and that's fine. But I didn't wait six months and be like, oh, I just, I've been thinking about this every day. Well, I was once and in go the on a game show. I was in the opposite situation. Um, had a a strong friendship with with someone for seven years. It was, oh, you know, hanging, doing whatnot. And, and basically, this person was always saying, I'm not relationship material. I'm like, fine. So this is our relationship is a non-relationship. And and for seven years. And then suddenly from out of the blue, I got from this from her. Um, actually, the last seven years, I've been lying. I, I do want this relationship. So I was thrown from the friend zone into the other She's zone. She's been lying for seven years. About, I, I do want a re- what relationship. Did you tell that person you're like liars? <laughs> no, I did not go that route. But I had to, in my head, rewrite the entire past seven years of history because she said, oh, remember that time when this happened? Yeah, I really loved you. That, And I was like, oh, then why were you saying no? It all, you know, works out. I'm- I feel like what happened was she couldn't find anyone, and then you were the only one that was still around. I can live with that. So she's trying to settle with you. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to always take the pity date. Yeah. But they, I really encourage people to check that That's out. That's how I've gotten just, married so many it, times. Just dive in and let's make a deal, and then you'll find the video. Because, I mean, I still can't get over six months. Like, why? Because you said three months. That could be, like, how much time do they really spend together in three yeah. months? Sorry, I misquoted but that one. Six months. Six months is a long time to be in a relationship, friendship-wise, and then not declare what's going on. No? <laughs> I agree with you, absolutely. Okay. Well, cool. Well, we're going to take another break here. It's the top of the hour break, and... Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk back? about nuclear reactive road, radioactive roads. Roads? What? Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah, we'll come back and find out. Also, could the current president get the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, I mean, of, I mean, I mean, just. And someone on the Avengers, we're, we're going to give a spoiler about something on the Avengers. I think, I mean, what's funny about. The idea of him getting a Nobel Peace Prize, it's like you could always say, you can almost say it's it's come full circle mm-hmm. of how useless this this thing is. Right. Well, when the secretary says it was useless in the past, it, yeah. There so when we come back. How much do you think it costs to get one? 
like the star in Hollywood, you know, yeah, they pay for those. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. I myself am feeling bloated like I'm Marlon Brando. I need to get some better eating habits going on. It is... Already 10.03. We are in our second hour of our two-hour show today. On Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Happily sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you so much for your sponsorship, guys. We appreciate it. We really appreciate the coffee. Already up to 75 degrees. I don't know how the traffic is, but I'm going to assume there are no problems in the world whatsoever on the roads. So, you ready for a little Avengers spoiler, Dick? Yes. Scarlet Witch. Does not like her costume. Okay. Was she in a costume in the movies? Well, that's uh, the thing. Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen says she does not like that she could use with an upgrade to her costume because apparently she wears a, uh, a corset and she thinks it's a little low situated for her that she's the only member of the Avengers with cleavage showing. I got to look this up now. Okay. Yeah, now you got me interested. Well, but. here's the thing. While you're looking that up, look up. The Scarlet Witch's well, I know the comics I know, I, costume. Well, you no, know, we talked about this a little bit because I was waiting for this to happen in the last like ten years of Marvel and X Men and all this stuff. Because if anyone took five minutes of looking at the comics for the past twenty five years, <laughs> I mean it's it's hypersexual for men and women. Oh, like yeah. the men are giant; they're abs. Every woman is thirty six, twenty four, thirty six. Yeah. I mean, think about the Batman movie where they had nipples. So it's like, that's where that's what has been, and I was like, I was like, I can't wait till somebody gets really upset about this, and the new in the Marvel world, and it's gonna unravel the Marvel world. But she's but, fully clothed now, so you know, Scarlet Witch is, you know, she's powerful. She's Magneto's sister for the for you nerds out there, uh, and she she's Scarlet, so she wears red, and much like Jean Grey or the Phoenix in the X Men movies. Are you X-Men serious movies, about her saying this? Because yeah. her, I don't really see it. Yeah, type Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, she's covering her ankles. Yeah, but just read what she had to say about it. I'm looking. Um, but if you look at the comic book version of yeah, the Scarlet it. Witch. You li- she wishes it didn't show so much. Okay. Right. And so there's a difference. Like, you know, Black Widow, she's in a skin-tight cat suit, but it's zipped up for the most part. Uh, you know, you maybe get a little decolletage there. But yeah, Elizabeth Olsen is taking exception to that. But I'm thinking, woman, be grateful you're not in the comics version because if you guys want to look it up, it's basically, you know, the red leotard with red stockings and red gloves. Ba- basically, just comics nerd dream come true here. So, uh, 
we've gone far. But if you notice, like in the X-Men movie, they went with that whole black leather format instead of Jean Grey running around in her uh, uh, skin-tight outfit or Wolverine with his yellow spandex. So, you know, they are uh, changing it for the uh, um, the movie audiences. I just, can you picture Hugh Jackman running around in the yellow spandex? Well, I mean, I think that's, I think it's appropriate when, depending on the context, because that's kind of like, well, the icon of Wolverine in the 90s mm -hmm. was the yellow spandex. So, and it's, what's weird to me is you got certain characters in the, say, let's say, the, let's, say let's take the Marvel universe, for example, like Vision has a costume. Like he's always in that costume. Right. He's a robot. That's the way Vision is. Captain America changes costumes all the time in the movies. Mm hmm but I mean, I think in the first one, he he dons the iconic, you know, star yeah, in the middle. The look is. But is then there. they kind of like get away with it because it becomes more of a tactical feel. Mm -hmm. But then I mean, I don't really know because I mean, the, the Hulk always has the purple pants for some reason that never get torn. Yeah, I think I was just about to go there. How the heck does he grow to be what nine feet tall, three thousand pounds of muscle, and his pants stay on? I eat Taco Bell, and my pants rip. I'm just saying. Well, I think also there's a marketing person there and goes, hey, we want to make action figures of all these Marvel characters. What costume do we need to put them in? And then they probably, because a lot of these characters don't need costumes because they're street, like kind of like Black Widow. The only time Black Widow ever wears like a costume is when she's doing her undercover stuff because she's the Black Widow, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think, like, they probably literally go, well, we'll, you know, the Scarlet Witch doesn't have a costume because she's just wearing street clothes when we first meet her because it's her and her brother, you know, like they're, they're refugees or whatever. They're wearing ratty clothes. That's not a costume. We need to give her a costume so we can put it on the action figure, and that's the way people can know it's the same person. So that's probably why they gave her this weird-looking leather costume, and then she probably wore it, like, one, one scene in the movie, and that's it because it's supposed to probably to sell action figures. There you go. Did we talk about the how I mean, He-Man came to be? I mean, that's probably why they gave Thor an eye patch so they can make a new action figure for Thor. I knew eye patch Thor. Um, do you know the how He-Man came to be? The whole He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? How? Uh, they messed up on Conan the Barbarian yes, action what, figures? Exactly what happened. Well, they didn't mess up. Uh, Mattel or Hasbro got the rights to do the Conan action figures. Uh, so they made a whole bunch of them. And then the movie came out and they found out it was an R-rated movie that kids definitely weren't going to watch. And, I doubt they just found that out. Well, no, it, it was already in production when that went down. So they're like, what do we do? And someone said, basically put a blonde wig on them and, and let's create a whole new character. And that's how it came to be. That's incredible that no one kind of followed up. Well, here's the thing. When you're at the whims of the director and the producers that, oh, we're going to do Conan. It's a comic book movie. So you think, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger, comic book movie. Kids buy the comic books. Let's, let's be good to go. And then all of a sudden... um, not so much a kiddie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I'm really surprised no one's really complained about the Marvel comic books. Not the movies. I no, mean, they're too busy complaining about Chinese dresses on white girls. Well, that you're talking about like... I was a, just thinking back to the... A random story. group of people. Yeah, right. That's true. When we need to move it on to them. That's and, right. Move it on to them. Uh, we also talked about... Uh, how would you like a road that kind of glows in the dark on its own? A row? Road. Like when you're driving? You're talking about the ra radioactive? The you know, radioactive. Oh, I, you know, at the very beginning of the show, we, we kind of moved away because this is a perfect jumping point. I'm talking about the billion-dollar movie industry mm -hmm. and the way movie pass is going and how, like, to, uh, to yesterday, Martin Scorsese basically, 
got really mad, not mad, but he was doing a speech acceptance, and he basically said like Rotten Tomatoes thing like that are ruining the movie industry. And it, it, you know, there's something going on in the movie industry where some movies are making billion dollars, other movies, scary movies are always at that healthy movie making range, the Mm -hmm. money making range, but there's the other movie, which is like the Oscar movies, Mm -hmm. and they're not making any money. And I think what's going to be happening is people who are investing money to make movies, it's going to get transferred responsibilities. Let's think of it as responsibility. Say there's 100 movies made a year, and somebody has to take responsibility of making the 20 art films. Now, if I remember correctly, like 20 years ago when like Fox Searchlight and things like that, the – the the children of the yeah, other bigger movies. The artisan. Yeah, basically they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna participate in the art world, and we're gonna dedicate fifteen percent of our yearly budget to art films." That's kind of went away because mm-hmm. they didn't make any money. It's because you know in movies you got to make some money. I think what's going to happen is Netflix and streaming people are going to use that as an end because they're right now having battles with Canes because their rules are you have to show it in French film and French cinemas to be participants in the thing. I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to take the reins of the creative arts, the the, the, the basically the uh, the risk-taking movies. That's a and they will fund great it. Great point. Because what's, what's going to happen with the Marvel people and you got – because with Marvel's going to be billion-dollar movies. They're, they're – if they don't make anything less than a billion dollars, then they're going to be considered a failure to their group. Right. And so it's like, what? how do we keep up the billion and dollar movies? There may be more of the spinoffs. You know, Miramax started off that Disney wanted to make PG movies. And so they formed Miramax. Yeah. Um, as, as a result. And, and what's, what's going to be great is the transition when the Avenger Marvel Universe gets its fatigue. Because I w- there are other movies that are out there that are kind of riding the tide. What do you call it when you ride the wave of like riding the riding, riding the, the wave, wave of huh? another person? For example, the movie Rampage. Rampage was a success. Probably the most surprise success of last year was Jumanji because it almost made a billion dollars. That Would staggers you, me. Well, yeah, think about Sony sitting in their little booth area and they're like, "Hey, we got we got to compete with these Marvel movies. We don't have these movies that are guaranteed billion dollars." And they're like, oh, well, we got, we got a couple blockbuster movies. You know, we got Jumanji coming out. We got the Jurassic World coming out. And then they're like, well, those aren't billion-dollar movies. And then it almost becomes a billion-dollar movie. They're on to something. They're Justice gonna... League that I don't think it's anywhere well, it's still close. made. it's still made a lot of money worldwide. I, I think it's still at a loss, though, right now. No. Did it break no, even it, finally? No, okay. it, it made more than break even. Okay. But it, it did fine. Okay. For, I mean, it made its money back, but— they're probably they didn't make the billion dollar thing though because like Good there's point. only there's only like five franchises that make a billion dollars guaranteed now it's Fast and the Furious and then you got Harry Potter and because the, even their new Harry Potter what do you call it the uh, Fantastic Beasts Beast. uh-huh. were right there they're like they're almost I think it made like seven hundred million or something like that and so they're trying to figure out we got to make it a billion because that's why they're putting all this money they got to make a billion dollars to be the big dog yeah Star Wars now is a billion dollar movie. Most, I think every movie they've come out at the end of the reign of theater, they've been a billion dollars. What will be next? Because sooner or later, much like the vampire craze and then the giant monster craze and then the found footage movie craze, you know, well, I, they're I, huge and they go away. Sooner or later, they're going to run out of Marvel there's stories. There's certainly franchises. And then you know The Rock is now, I mean, he's a big actor. Like the, the movies that are going to test it, they're coming out. Is it going to be Skyscraper? Because I thought that movie already came out, actually. I really <laughs> thought it did. 
So Skyscraper with The Rock, let's see how much money that makes because that will kind of give you a testament of how, how much money that as an individual actor makes. And then you have Han Solo. So Han Solo's coming out. If that makes a billion dollars, then we're, we're all kind of screwed because I don't think that movie's going to be good. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it will, and and people don't want the tertiary. I, I think Rogue One was a, a nice diversion. I want to uh, spoiler alert for that. Whoever decided everyone dies at the end, props to that person. Yeah, that's very European ending, but because it's in— Well, that's not Star Wars. Uh, well, that's the whole That's point. old Star Wars. If, if that's Lucas not had had his Disney hands on it— if Lucas had had his hands on it, everyone would have lived, even though it said many, many, many rebels died getting us this information. Well, we see it happen. It's instead of making Darth Vader go yippee and, and redemption and all these things that just, you know, Han doesn't Han doesn't shoot first. Uh, whenever Lucas got his hands on his own material, he would just geld it. And so I absolutely agree with you with Rogue One. But I think that was a one-off. I don't think Han Solo is going to do too well because it's marketing to a new audience. Basically, Star Wars is as popular as it is right now because we're taking our kids, those of us who were there for the first round, mm-hmm. not even the prequels, because the prequels just sucked. I like and them. I'm on the record for that one. But for New Hope, and I first time I saw it, we didn't even have chapter four in the titles. It was just Star Wars. We're taking our kids or our grandkids to see these movies now. And so to market a Han Solo movie directly to kids. Is, is going to bomb. And so that's my question. Once that goes away, once the space opera is done, and remember there's only one more Star Wars movie in the in the, the trilogy aspect of it, what's after that? The Star Trek movies are already showing diminishing returns. Because think about it, they've also almost been, compare the, the current Star Wars, uh, Star Trek movies, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond, Star Trek in the Darkness, that was three. So we had our first three Star Trek, the motion picture, Wrath of Khan, and, and Search for Spock. You get one more good one, and then they start getting worse. If they, if they do do another Star Trek movie. Well, I, I think it's also in the entertainment business, you're looking at uh, CBS probably goes, hey, let's do this all-access new Star Trek universe, and let's see how, that well, how well that does, and we'll just prop a movie on it. Because I know there are a couple... TV series that try to use the movie formula to make, you know, uh, uh, they, they go up a game and mm-hmm. they make enough money to either say, hey, we get another season because the movie did really well. We have people who want to see this stuff because that that to me was very unique about what I learned about the Star Trek movies is I when I first started watching Star Trek, I watched The Next Generation. And then I started watching the originals. There's only like two seasons of the original. Three. Three. Well, I mean, like the first season. I mean, 79 episodes. Yeah. I mean, like that's not to me, that's that's not a successful TV show. No, it was syndication that if, saved it. If you look at it, the numbers, and I was like, man, they got like six movies. Mm-hmm. And those movies are wildly popular. And I was like, it's kind of funny that their movies are probably more popular than the TV series. Yeah, well, you got to look back at the TV series and have to kind of re, re uh, retrofitting it. To, to... Well, because you know, from my understanding, the timeline is the three seasons happened and they started making the movies, right? No, the three seasons happened. It got canceled. The next year, in 1970, they did one season of the animated series. Okay. And then they all went their separate ways. And what happened was Paramount, through Desi Lu, because, you know, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were actually the producers of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It was a Desi Lu production. They sold it to different independent markets back in the day when we had UHF channels um, or VHF. V, the, the major networks were on VHF and then the independents were on UHF. They needed programming to fill, so they'd start selling old TV shows that had been canceled at a at a discounted price to show late on 
And that's what got people watching Star Trek again. Like, oh, we missed in the original. This is good. That started the whole lawsuit from the actors going, wait, we never, we're not getting paid. You're showing these TV shows. They're popular, more popular than ever. And we're not getting paid. So that opened the, the legal aspect of it. But that's what got it going. And then from that, it was, we're going to do the movies. And What's the thing? They, so when they 77 they, happened. They, they, they literally stuck to the movies. Mm -hmm. They didn't do any more TV. And to me, that's kind of a phenomenon. Like, that would never happen, like, today. Well, I remember when they were saying, we're going to have a new Star Trek show, and it's next generation. It takes place 90 years later or something. That was never been done before. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's exciting. You know what I'm excited for is Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man coming out in July. Okay. Because I enjoyed the first one. I didn't see it. So you need to see it. It's pretty fun. I need to see, like, all the Avengers-related movies. So I haven't even seen Infinity War. I think I'm going to go check that out soon. They all die. That's probably what happens. Probably. So you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hello, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. It is 1020. We're just ripping through the day. Great day today. Uh, we have one listener saying, talking about old versus new Star Trek. Uh, the the new, you know, the reboot, what they're calling the Kelvin universe uh, that J.J. Abrams put together with, uh, so you have Chris Pine, you know, the young uh, versions. Well, I like it too. Uh, listener says he I liked mean, it. Didn't I think like, he would. I the first one I did not like, and the second one I thought was really cheap, because I mean they they kind of use an old system. Yeah. But the third one was really exciting. But the thing I didn't like about those three movies is they didn't have the original Star Trek heart, where it was about the frontier. It was about yeah, it was villain of, of the week. It, and uh, and I think also the possibility of them doing a TV series with those characters was like 1% because no one wants to pay Chris Pine and all those dudes or oh no no they're way way too so and, and I think that's what developed the audience for those shows is the TV shows not the movies mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right because you know there's, there's what's called the Star Trek movie curse where every I mean, do you know a person who likes the Star Trek movies and has never seen the TV series yeah actually I think I not think, the new one not the new one. I mean like the original with I feel people, like people heard about it. Here's the thing. And I, I've used this as an example in, in, in the real world about the, the effect of Star Wars, especially when it first came out. In the first movie, A New Hope, you never hear the name of the planet that Luke is on. It's Tatooine. Everyone knows it, but it's never said. In, this, in the next movie, the sequel, Empire Strikes Back, Luke says, the last thing he says is, I'll see you on Tatooine. Everyone knows what he's saying, even though that was never said in the previous movie because it had infiltrated everyday life that we all knew what may the force be with you, man, that Luke is on this desert planet called Tatooine and it's got two sons. So if you just watch the movies, you won't get it. Yeah. 
Same thing with Star Trek. If you just watch the movies, like you're in a bubble and you don't get the outside world, you would you don't get it. But everybody knows to some extent Star Trek. Shatner's hammy acting, um, um, comparing Zachary Quinto to to uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy and finding out they're not the same height, you know, stuff like that. It gets into the real world, so you don't have to have seen the TV version to get it but but you get enough from from just in the real world but like with the the movies you know you have the star trek curse which is every odd number movie is bad and every even number movie is good i think it's gone the the, the different routes the opposite route with the new movies i liked one and three i did not like number two because they recycled wrath of khan and i was completely unaffected by it when kirk dies you know he's going to come back in the original wrath of khan when Spock died, that was like, that was, I remember there, we were traumatized. And the next movie, when it came out and we saw that Nimoy wasn't in the credits as an actor, just as a director, we're like, oh, he's gone forever. It was horrible. And I did not like the fact that they took a recycled plot line. And actually in Star Trek The Next Generation, they made, did the same thing. When they said, this is going to be a bold new series with drama and conflict. And, and they've moved on past the old show the first normal episode they had was a sequel to the one where they basically all get drunk with the space virus. You know, the episode where Sulu mm -hmm. runs around with a sword. Well, it was called the naked time. Well, the first episode after the pilot in Star Trek next, next generation was called the naked now. And it was just a direct sequel. And you thought, wait a second, I thought we we're going to be bold and new and do new stuff. They, they were unsure of themselves until they knew that they could get the audience in. They had to resort to cheap tricks. And that's why in the second movie, they had to resort to, hey, look, Khan is no longer an Indian. He's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Stupid. It was stupid. All right, let's talk about Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. <laughs> this will get people like battle lines. Now, again, this is a topic that I feel is one of those Twitter things where mm -hmm. it's just kind of fluff. Until it happens. Well, no, there are then, world leaders who are actually Well, I get saying, that. But, I mean, until it happens, who cares? Mm-hmm. Because you can, especially with a polarizing figure like Donald Trump, you're you're basically just talking to a wall most of the time mm -hmm. when it comes down to that kind of conversation with anybody until something really happens. And I think that's really the big surprise with the North Korea development uh, because no one saw it coming. Well, no, and, people and are trying, talking, oh, this is uh, the previous administration got the ball rolling. No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, it's, I, I granted that there are official leaders saying things like that. And no, they, not official leaders. The same people who are saying you're wearing a racist dress twitter's blowing up no i'm talking about official leaders saying it was donald trump who helped to do this that's stuff. what they're saying so those who are saying otherwise are sadly misguided but when this happens when if it does happen i mean does it really matter if he gets it or not would you say it's kind of would you say it's a shift in long-term politics yes especially for donald trump's uh what do you call it when he runs for president again re-election re-election well here's the thing i don't think obama's receiving of the Nobel Peace Prize did anything that did not get him reelected. So, well, I mean, he just didn't use it well enough. I think Donald <laughs> Trump would use that all day. Oh, he would. He, he would add it to, uh, I am Nobel uh, Prize winning. He'd probably Donald wear it. Yeah, wear it as bling. His little rallies. But, and I know people are getting bent on shape by the thought of honoring Trump with, with anything, but Geer Lindestad, and I'm sure I'm mangling his name, but he's the secretary of the Nobel Prize Committee, basically the Secretary General of the United Nations. He is up there, and he's actually on record saying that the committee 
was flat out premature in giving the previous president the Nobel Prize only months into his administration. Who is this? The uh, Geer Lindstad, who's the secretary of the Nobel Committee, the people who decide who gets Nobel Prizes. Because remember, you got Nobel Prize for literature, Nobel Prize for drama, Nobel Prize for underwater basket weaving, probably. And his actual words were uh, premature. He said that the committee opted to give President Obama his Nobel Peace Prize based on where he was going and that he would fulfill those promises and that in retrospect, they were premature that he did not. And so they're kind of iffy about riding a wave as it were. Yeah, he's going to do great stuff. It's funny, it's funny that someone would award somebody for something they haven't done yet. Bingo. And and because they were and this is not the first time that the Nobel Committee has has made political moves or popular views. They have to remain relevant themselves. It's like Times Man of the Year. You got to put it in context. It's not the best person. Hitler was Times Man of the Year in 1938. It's the person who has a profound effect for good or bad. So you can say, yeah, I'm Times Man of the Year or Person of the Year or whatever. It was the sexual revolution one year. It was the computer one year. It was, you know, we had some really funky Man of the Year awards. But when, much like when I was saying earlier, when the president of the White House Correspondents Association says, you didn't do the job, you have to listen to that because they're the ones who would know. When the secretary of the Nobel Committee says, we were premature in giving the previous president Nobel Prize, and we wouldn't have had, you know, at the end of it, if they'd waited, he would, they would have seen that the president at that time had not done enough. So with Trump getting it, would it come full circle? Does, I, I know the right was incensed when President Obama got well, when he the, did anything. Yeah, and rightful, rightful anger or not, it was the right just went ballistic on that. So now the left is Shall we say equally rightfully going ballistic at the yeah, thoughts I mean, of President Trump getting it? But here's the thing. Look at what's happened. A peace deal is being brokered after decades of it being on the books, but no president having the fill in the blank cojones to do it. The current president said Israel is Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, and we are starting diplomatic relations. We were putting an embassy there. He's the one that did it on that one after people talking about it. Uh, he, obviously, he's a man of action. He's so narcissistic, and I know that, and I think the world knows that, well, that really he can't we, sit we, idly. We just look at things like this, and you you can't really judge it until things fully develop in a sense of time. So if you're looking at North Korea, South Korea coming to an agreement and some type of social change happens in that region for 50 years, we can look back and say, you know what, that was deserved. But even if it's five years, think about it. This is the Korean War never ended for them. Mm -hmm. You know, we got out. America got out when MASH ended. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's when it happened. But see, we were only in there for uh, four years. It was funny because the Korean War for us lasted four years. MASH lasted 11. So the, the TV show about the Korean War lasted almost three times as long as the actual war itself. Well, I'll see how I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it officially is presented by, you know, the media and then him, the president himself and also the world leaders, because now we're getting to the sources. There's so many people involved in this that anything could happen. Well, it's polarizing no matter what. Yeah. 
half the people are going to be, yeah, he did it, told you so. The other half would be horrified. Or just to say, this proves that the Nobel Prize That's what I'm saying. Is, is you can't wipe your butt on yeah, yeah, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And that's usually my point on everything. I care enough for the book. Who of cares? Kids. Who cares? I did. Who cares? Let's You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. It's 1031. We're going to take a quick break. We got about 29 minutes left in today's show. We'll be right back. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Finally get to your stupid glowing road. Yeah, site. we've teased this for like since last year. So uh, Fukushima, that was the uh, area in Japan that they had their own little Chernobyl. They had the nuclear plant meltdown there. Uh, lots of bad stuff as a result. Radioactive salmon. So I just had a thought. Uh oh. We we're talking about the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh huh. I think it'd be great. It's just that he did get it. And then he just kind of does what he usually does. Oh, thank you. I won't show up for yeah, right. Acceptance. Like I'm working here. Leave me alone. I think on that one, he would actually say, "I'm honored for this." And I, here's the thing: I, I think that should be his staple. Like he doesn't show up for, for stuff anything? because he's always working on making America great again. Yeah, he so could do that. that one would, of those. Oh, uh, man, he sends like one of his kids in Madison, Wisconsin. He sends his like 15 year old kid to accept it. Oh, I, I don't know how old he is, but. I, that I think would it was be Bob Dylan when Bob Dylan found out he got the, the Nobel for literature. He just had a meltdown and like, I'm not going. No, he wanted to know if he had to actually come get it or not. If they could just mail it to him. Is that required to go get it? I'm not sure. I don't know the protocol of that. I would think that you get the Nobel Prize. You use your miles and schlep on out to Oslo or wherever to, to go get it. <laughs> All right. But anyways, so, so glowing roads, Fukushima, Fukushima, nuclear power plant, bad stuff happening. But apparently the, you know, real estate in Japan is really at a premium. And uh, the government is contemplating taking dirt from Fukushima, actual radioactive dirt, and using it to build roads in the Nihonmatsu uh, province of Japan. And of course, the people in Nihonmatsu, not too thrilled about this. I think, hey, your roads automatically glow in the dark. You can never get lost. It's like I always felt the same way. Uh, a study came out once upon a time that said like 88% of Americans would eat hot dogs no matter what was in them. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, think about nuclear waste. You put it in our hot dogs. People eat it. They start glowing in the dark. Crime goes down because you can't get mugged anymore because you glow in the dark. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. 
my thoughts. So, uh, hopefully, the people in Neon Monster won't be feeling the effects of radioactive roads. You, you just got to wonder who came up with this idea. Like, well, it's within safe parameters because it's going to take like like 2,000 years for this stuff to like totally go away. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, that's just, I think that's also the idea, the stigma behind it. It's still there in our society about, you know, anything nuclear. Mm-hmm. So anyone's going to complain about it because it's so easy. Just be like, see, look, it's nuclear. You can't be touching that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, combustion engine. See, it blew up. You can't be using it. Yeah. I mean, so I, I agree with you, but there are some long-lasting effects. I, I w- would not hurt to have better safeguards in place, but I think it's for anything that's technological. If you have a self-driving car, make sure it stops in time if somebody's walking in the middle of the road when they shouldn't See, be. again, like you make that statement, but it only happened like one time. That's what I'm saying. And it was under specific conditions of like not even the normal person. And would. in the meantime, literally 2,000 more people get run over by cars driven by perfectly capable human drivers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just just... Like you're, basically what I'm saying is if it's a technological thing, don't give your opponents ammunition to use it against you. It, you know, have enough safeguards in pay, place for nuclear energy so people against nuclear energy have nowhere to go with it or they'd be hard-pressed to put their argument. And uh, we should all, you know, we could all do what they did in space 1999, put all the nuclear waste on the dark side of the moon, let it blow up, blow the moon out of orbit, and there you go. Okay. That was that was space nineteen ninety nine. You never saw that, did you? Oh, I'm getting corrected on how to pronounce it. Con? No, nu- is it N- nuclear? Nuclear? No, nuclear. Yeah, uh, we're going back to Bush forty three days. Or oh god, nuclear. Uh, nuclear. It, pronounce it. Nuclear. You, but I would correct you. It's well, the, did did we already establish on the show? I do not pronounce things. Well, I, and I didn't. I didn't stop you when you said Keynes instead of Con for the film festival. Oh, it's okay because yeah. it's French. You're allowed. Well, I feel like being from Texas, you have a lot more leeway. They give you a lot of, of, a lot of leeway. On like, hey, oh, isn't, isn't he cute? He said canes. <laughs> isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? So, yeah, glow in the dark roads in Japan. Know it, love it, be it. Yeah, I bet there's more things like that that we don't really even know what, where it came from. Like, say, you know, basically Nevada, where all they're doing all the testing and stuff. No one really knew what that developed. I mean, especially in Russia, they don't even care. Yeah, like right. Chernobyl, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're building stuff in that area. And, and and here's the thing. Uh, a thought is that our favorite whack job, King John Un, is agreeing to these talks and to denuclearize himself. Because remember how we talked about he was setting off those tests and a mountain apparently collapsed? That was, I, I think that actually happened because I don't think there is much more of a nuclear program because you can't test anymore because the, the literal foundation of your country, I'm not talking economic, I'm talking literally the ground you walk on is so unstable from your testing that he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll stop making bombs. If you uh, give me, you know, ease some sanctions on me. Hey, if it works, it works. So I just thought I'd, I'm going to have a cough. Dick, take it over here. But I, I, you know, it's, it's something that also, it's another country and Mm -hmm. how they handle. That's one thing I love about having so many different types of people in the world where, you know, how do we, how do we look at this, especially with Japan being so small, and the 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 it wasn't really a blast radius, was it? What do you call that when they when they had the meltdown? It was just a meltdown. Like it didn't actually explode, explode. No, but you you have a, a like there's particles in the a air. Radius, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like and that kind of that kind of screws the future plans up of a of an island. Mm-hmm. 
And especially if the wind blows this way instead of that way, you know, they can, it can get a lot worse. Yeah. So, and it's already affected the fishing industry. So, yeah, again, put safeguards in place and, and help it out. Or let's find some different kind of energy. Yeah. Hmm. Did I read somewhere right about there's like a, they got a engine that could run on heavy water, which is like highly radioactive water. You can get like literally 10 million miles to the gallon. But if one drop, if you touch one drop, you like be dead within six seconds. That sounds fun. Yeah, I don't think we're going to use that one. <laughs> but uh, Metro in Houston, for the longest time, they used uh, compressed nat natural gas yeah. on their buses. And I, I guess that's because when a bus gets in an accident, the bus kind of gets to walk away from it a lot better than the other car. Yeah. So I guess you're not worried about the... Uh, the tank blowing up. But now they have the Metro train, so they watch out for that bullet. <laughs> yeah, right. What else is going on in the news? I got some stuff, but I don't want to yeah, hog the whole conversation. Give it to me. We're going to be in the show soon, so. Okay. Uh, so check this out. There's this algorithm that these scientists have worked on that determine, you plug in these these things and it'll give you how long is you this have like one of those live. ads that says, like, take this test and find out what kind of wine no, you like? No, this is an actual uh, highly sophisticated algorithm Oh, sophisticated. Uh, okay. And, and I actually used to... Uh, so it determines when I'm going to die? Yes, how much time you have left. Is that because of where I live? How, what was it taking? All to the environmental factors. You know, okay. uh, if you smoke, if you drink, uh, if you exercise where you live, what you do. Um, you know, I'm trying to find it in the, in the, in the news to, to get the actual name of the, the scientists here. We don't care about the names. <laughs> well, that leads to the question. Did, I mean, how, how, how on point is this test? They, they say it's pretty darned accurate. So really? The, so the question Into is, what? In like in the minutes? Or does it get down to like the year? I'd probably say the year. Maybe, maybe a few months. And that's natural, right? They're not saying like, oh, you'll die from being struck by lightning. No, but that, that actually I think works into it that if you live in a place that's, that's, that's got a nuclear But they don't know plant. you're going to – they just know you're going to die, not die from what? Right. Okay. So – if you had the choice or the chance, would you want to know? A lot of oh, yeah, because I, def I defy the odds. You'd be one of those guys that say, let's say you find out you're going to be dead in 10 years. You're like, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can. Well, I don't think they – well, it sounds like since it's math, it's mm -hmm. not saying you're going to die. It's like there's a 98% chance you're going to die yeah, in 10 years. It's different. So it's not that you're going to die. It's how much time you have left. Yes. There's a big difference. Yes, yeah, so a subtle difference on that. I wouldn't want to know that too much. What If I had a chance to do anything like that, mine would be more of a, I would love to be able to read my obituary. Okay. Just think about it, because all the information on that is what you would need. You may not know how you died, if it was suddenly or after a long illness, okay. But you get a sense of the date. <clears throat> you get a sense of who's your family that's left. You know. Yeah, survivors or not, uh, friends and family. So, yeah, that, that would be me. I wouldn't want to know so much, you know, the date of my death because I, I think people would obsess over that. They're going to die on April 12th, 2032. Well, then your whole life's planned on avoiding that somehow. And you may, you know, like a bootstrap paradox, you may end up doing exactly what gets you killed by knowing it. But just reading your obituary, I wouldn't mind that. What about you? I mean, it's one of those things you don't really know until after it happens. Because, like, 
say you're gonna die. I'm gonna die in five years. Like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's so we took a dark turn there. We'll get off. We'll get off the whole algorithm. But if you if you're a listener and wondered, you know, so, uh, sound off on that. If you could know how much time you have left with a pretty accurate prediction, would you? Or would you want to well, see like and there's two different things, because if you're talking about the supernatural way of knowing like, oh, you really are going to die. Or if you're going to apply a math reasoning, logical reason behind it, say, oh, take your genetics into consideration, take uh, take, you know, your experiences where you live, because especially like I can imagine if you live near Chernobyl, you know, you increasingly increase your odds of dying sooner than later. I mean, I, I think that's just kind of normal. Like, you know, you're going to die soon. Right. Yeah. Or do you that. need someone else to say that? Right? Yeah. I do. Okay. Well, you know what? I say bring it on. Go for it. We'll be right back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Maurice Lone Star. We got five minutes left. Building our radio audience one member at a time. We got Courtney in the studio with the Conroe Chamber of Commerce. Who apparently does not know that we have a show every morning. Yeah, it's because she's always uh, on time for her show. Uh-huh. And that's a nice... Yeah, I'm early. Yeah, you are early. Oh, this isn't working. It is. You should turn it up. There's a little volume controller. turn it up. Hello. No, see, it's still not working. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, hi. She's sitting on the other side. No, I'm never early. So, yeah, that show's coming up uh, in about 10 like minutes. Ten, yeah, I have 10 minutes to spare. So, for the yeah. rest of the world, we're broadcasting on IRLoneStar.com yeah. <laughs> or on your Conroe <laughs> FM dial at 104.5 and 106.1. Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com, or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. You're so good at that. I never remember to do it. There, actually, that's why I put the sign right there <gasps> so people I can like read it. it. So, I like you know. it. <laughs> Get some, but get I can some do a blindfold training before yeah. my before my radio show today. So Courtney, give us a preview. What's going to be happening today? Oh, what's happening today? Uh, you know, we just wing it. Yeah, well, they have a bunch of events coming up. If yes, you just uh, visit mm-hmm. Conroe.org, and you can see everything pretty yeah. much. My, yeah. Let me reach my wallet okay. here. My Let's, good friend George Washington says you're going to be talking a lot about Kiss Me Kate coming up this weekend. <laughs> about what? Kiss Me Kate at the Owen Theater. It's a play. Oh, I didn't know about that. So there you go. We're learning more and more yeah. about. We're just promoting I, the hell I out of this show. I have something on Friday. I yeah. have later cast on Friday. That's right. So and we still have tickets available. Eighty nine dollars for a full day of leadership development. And it's all these like famous people. Yes, Joe, get, Tor- yeah. Joe Torrey, Andy Stanley, the first female fighter pilot is going to be there. I saw it on your newsletter. Yeah. And what's funny, I immediately thought I go. What name is Joe Schultz? No, her name is Carrie Lorenz. Okay. 
the so, first female fighter pilot. Gotcha. Not I was the Southwest lady, but gotcha. still, still I was, pretty cool. I right? was thinking it because the promo has like headshots of all yeah. these really big people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if I was one of these people, I would probably get the most vulgar looking picture. And that way it just screws with everybody else's presentation. <laughs> How about mugshots? Yeah, or something. Well, it's like, you know, shave down the middle of my head and then be like do like a normal smile. And yeah, that that, way, that's what I do. Right? <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah, it's would my, you, my, would my you reverse like, mohawk. Would you like to go? Do you need some leadership development? It just depends how I feel on Fridays. I mean, Fridays is, you know, my day to relax, but. Yeah, you come relax with us. We're, it's at Star Cinema Grill, so they have the nice relaxing reclining That's seats. true. You should come. Yeah? Yeah. I should probably uh, wear a Breathe Right strip for my snoring, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we don't provide blankets or anything so. like that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you bring you can your stay, CPAP machine. You can stay afterwards <laughs> and go to a movie, you know? Just make a whole day of it. Well, I mean, I know LeaderCast is actually, it is it is an interesting event. It because is. Because you are reaching outside the box of Montgomery County with that yeah. one. And you're yeah. getting basically just... It's kind of like seminars, right? It is. It is. I mean, the only what's unique about it is that it's simulcast live from Atlanta. So, so I mean, if 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 the chamber wanted to bring those kind of speakers in, there'd be no way we could afford that. Yeah. So this is a way where we're really anybody. I mean, you don't have to be a chamber, but um, any group can buy the licensing from it and then yeah. be able to, to show it to their. And that's happening this Friday. It's this Friday, May fourth. Yeah. When is Taste Fest? Oh, Taste Fest is June 7th. We moved postponed it. it. Yeah. Because LeaderCast is in May. So we moved it back June 7th. And tickets are already on sale. Um, I brought some tickets for your lovely listeners. Thank so maybe you. we can give some Well, we did give away. away two tickets to the opening weekend for Kiss Me Kate at the Owen Theater. Oh, okay. And we're going to give away more of those. Are we going to do any more? Yeah. That, we'll, we'll find out. What's that about? About it two and a half hours long. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh, it is right. we got to we got to be close with the show. Real quick, nineteen forties musical based oh. uh, about the shenanigans that happen on stage and backstage of a musical version of the Taming of the True. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. It is. I would love that, but I'm, I'm I'm busy this weekend. Well, it's four weekends. Oh, it is. So this is the opening oh, weekend. I can come the next. I can come the following weekend. We gotta yeah. really let the other shows on the station know, like what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, right? You know, well, like we broadcast in the mornings and. Oh, yeah, and you're going to see me next week. I'm going to be a guest host on somebody else's show. There you go. I'm so excited. You're listening to Warren's Lone Sour. we got to be getting out of here, folks. <laughs> Coming up next is going to be the uh, Connor Lake Connor Chamber of Commerce's Chamber Chat. So learn all about that here in about five minutes. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. We do have a lot of guests coming in this week. So look at our calendar on IRLoneStar.com and make sure to follow us on all our social media. And we will podcast this show today at 8 p.m. on iTunes and Google Play. Sean? Dick. I'll see you later. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, man. All right. Thanks for letting me sit in for a few minutes. You're welcome. You're Morning's Lone Star. We'll be back with Chamber Chat here around 11 o'clock. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? 
Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.